Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 221. O Jesus, our dear Master, thy works now understood reveal their full effulgence through love and brotherhood. Today, Christ's precious science, thy healing power makes plain. With joy may all obey thee and cast out sin and pain. Hymn number 221. scriptural will be given by Pilar from New York. Genesis. The Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the almighty God. 
Walk before me and be thou perfect, and I will make my covenant between me and thee, and will multiply thee exceedingly, and I will make thee exceeding fruitful, and I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee, and I will establish my covenant between me and thee, and thy seed after thee, in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Father, Mother, God, all harmonious. Hallowed be thy name. Adorable One. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom is come. Thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 352. Thy works, how beauteous, how divine, 
that in true meekness used to shine, that lit thy lonely pathway, trod in wondrous love, O Son of God. Hymn number 352. Welcome to the Sunday morning service for the Plainfield Christian Science Church, Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion, which is training in practical Christian science. And we get a lot more out of the lesson by attending our roundtable. And we had another really good one this morning.
So if you missed it, or if you would like to listen to it again, you can catch it on our website, plainfieldcs.com. And you will also be able to find it on our YouTube channel. We have a Sunday school for children that meets every Sunday at 11 a.m. And that Sunday school has a dedicated teleconference number so that children anywhere in the world can attend by teleconference. In fact, many of our students do just that. They call in from out of state and they have a wonderful time learning about God. We have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15 where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives literally saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And at all of our services, we have a nursery for infants and toddlers. So you can bring the whole family. We have several websites, many in languages other than English, to spread God's word throughout the world. And everything that we offer on our websites is free of charge. Freely we have received and freely we give. And that is why we appreciate so very much the donations that many of you make towards this cause, this great cause of Christian science. And there's a really good article highlighted on our English website entitled, Healing as Practiced by Jesus, by Samuel Greenwood. If anybody's ever wondered how Jesus healed, well, this is a good article, explains how. And for those of you in Plainfield, if you haven't picked up your September full text lesson sermon booklet yet, you should do so after the, uh, after the service. You're gonna need it. Everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. And now we will have the reading of a testimony of healing from miscellaneous writings that attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Betty from California. Page 440. I became interested in Christian science through being healed. I had no faith in doctors, therefore would not consult any, but felt that something must be done or I would soon follow a brother and sister who had passed on with the same claim. In my extremity, I thought of the great physician and took my case to him and realized that he alone could help me. A relative, finding that I would not consult a doctor or take any drug, gave me science and health with key to the scriptures to read, saying that, although a dear friend thought she was greatly helped by a Christian scientist, he himself had no faith in that kind of treatment and had no use for the book. I had heard of the people called Christian scientists and of their textbook, Science and Health, but knew nothing about either, yet I wanted to know. I took the book gladly 
and was soon deeply interested in it. It was a revelation to me. Although I could only understand it in part, I knew it was the truth, and the truth was making me free. I felt that I had been bound and in prison, and that now, one after another, the bonds were being broken, and I was lifted into the pure air and light of heaven. I was healed before I had read halfway through the precious volume, for I was obliged to read slowly, and some passages over and over again. When I came to page 304, line 10, in the 47th edition, I then and there felt that I must add my testimony, though already there were heaps upon heaps. But since then, I have tried to put the thought of those dark days away from me and only refer to them now in the hope that someone who is bound may be released and brought into the light of divine love, which alone can heal and make us every whit whole. LMC, Brooklyn, New York. The lesson sermon for this morning can be found on page 18 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, Christ Jesus. The golden text is from Revelation. I, Jesus, am the root and the offspring of David, and the bright and morning star. The responsive reading is from Revelation. And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings, Amanda from Missouri will now read. The Bible. Isaiah. 
and there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots, and the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. But with righteousness shall he judge the poor, and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips, shall he slay the wicked. And righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins, and faithfulness the girdle of his reins. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, and the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord, as the waters cover the sea. Mark, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And it came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee, and was baptized of John in Jordan. And straightway, coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens opened, and the Spirit like a dove descending upon him. And there came a voice from heaven, saying, Thou art my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. John The day following, Jesus would go forth into Galilee, and findeth Philip, and saith unto him, Follow me. Now Philip was of Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip findeth Nathanael, and said unto him, We have found him, of whom Moses and the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said unto him, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip saith unto him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him, and saith of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no guile. Nathanael said unto him, Whence knowest thou me? Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw thee. Nathanael answered and saith unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God, thou art the King of Israel. And the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there, and both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, 
the mother of Jesus says unto him, They have no wine. Jesus says unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. His mother saith unto the servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. And there were set there six water pots of stone, after the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two or three firkins apiece. Jesus saith unto them, Fill the water pots with water, and they filled them up to the brim. And he saith unto them, Draw out now, and bear unto the governor of the feast, and they bear it. When the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, and knew not whence it was, but the servants which drew the water knew, the governor of the feast called the bridegroom, and saith unto him, Every man at the beginning doth set forth good wine, and when men have well drunk, then that which is worse. But thou hast kept the good wine until now. This beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee, and manifested forth his glory, and his disciples believed on him. And the Jews' Passover was at hand. And Jesus went up to Jerusalem and found in the temple those that sold oxen and sheep and doves and the changers of money sitting. And when he had made a scourge of small cords, he drove them all out of the temple and the sheep and the oxen and poured out the changers' money and overthrew the tables and said unto them that sold doves, Take these things hence, make not my father's house an house of merchandise. Mark And at even, when the sun did set, they brought unto him all that were diseased, and them that were possessed with devils. And all the city was gathered together at the door. And he healed many that were sick of diverse diseases, and cast out many devils, and suffered not the devils to speak, because they knew him. And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place, and there prayed. And Simon and they that were with him followed after him. And when they had found him, they said unto him, All men seek for thee. And he said unto them, Let us go into the next towns, that I may preach there also. For therefore came I forth. And he preached in their synagogues throughout all Galilee, and cast out devils. Matthew now when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples, and said unto him, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said unto them, 
Go and show John again those things which ye do hear and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. John And there are also many other things which Jesus did, the which, if they should be written every one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. Amen. I will read correlative passages from the Christian Science textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, by Mary Baker Eddy. <clears throat> Christ, the divine manifestation of God, which comes to the flesh to destroy incarnate error. Jesus, the highest human corporeal concept of the divine idea, rebuking and destroying error and bringing to light man's immortality. The Christ was the spirit which Jesus implied in his own statements, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I and my Father are one. This Christ, or divinity of the man Jesus, was his divine nature, the godliness which animated him. Divine truth, life, and love gave Jesus authority over sin, sickness, and death. His mission was to reveal the science of celestial being, to prove what God is and what he does for man. Our master taught no mere theory, doctrine, or belief. It was the divine principle of all real being which he taught and practiced. His proof of Christianity was no form or system of religion and worship, but Christian science, working out the harmony of life and love. Jesus sent a message to John the Baptist, which was intended to prove beyond a question that the Christ had come. Go your way and tell John what things ye have seen and heard, how that the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, to the poor the gospel is preached. In other words, tell John what the demonstration of divine power is, and he will at once perceive that God is the power in the messianic work. First in the list of Christian duties, he taught his followers the healing power of truth and love. He attached no importance to dead ceremonies. It is the living Christ, the practical truth, which makes Jesus the resurrection and the life 
to all who follow him indeed. The God principle is omnipresent and omnipotent. God is everywhere, and nothing apart from him is present or has power. Christ is the ideal truth that comes to heal sickness and sin through Christian science and attributes all power to God. Jesus is the name of the man who, more than all other men, has presented Christ, the true idea of God, healing the sick and the sinning, and destroying the power of death. Jesus is the human man, and Christ is the divine idea. Hence the duality of Jesus the Christ. In an age of ecclesiastical despotism, Jesus introduced the teaching and practice of Christianity, affording the proof of Christianity's truth and love. But to reach his example and to test its unerring science according to his rule, healing, sickness, sin, and death, a better understanding of God as divine principle, love, rather than personality or the man Jesus, is required. There never lived a man so far removed from appetites and passions as the Nazarene. He rebuked sinners pointedly and unflinchingly, because he was their friend, hence the cup he drank. The only civil sentence which he had for error was, Get thee behind me, Satan. Still stronger evidence that Jesus' reproof was pointed and pungent is found in his own words, showing the necessity for such forcible utterance when he cast out devils and healed the sick and sinning. The relinquishment of error deprives material sense of its false claims. His consummate example was for the salvation of us all, but only through doing the works which he did and taught others to do. His purpose in healing was not alone to restore health, but to demonstrate his divine principle. He was inspired by God, by truth and love, in all that he said and did. Jesus was unselfish. His spirituality separated him from sensuousness and caused the selfish materialist to hate him. But it was this spirituality which enabled Jesus to heal the sick, cast out evil, and raise the dead. From early boyhood, he was about his father's business. His pursuits lay far apart from theirs. 
His master was spirit. Their master was matter. He served God. They served mammon. His affections were pure. Theirs were carnal. His senses drank in the spiritual evidence of health, holiness, and life. Their senses testified oppositely and absorbed the material evidence of sin, sickness, and death. The man of sorrows best understood the nothingness of material life and intelligence and the mighty actuality of all-inclusive God, good. These were the two cardinal points of mind healing, or Christian science, which armed him with love. The highest earthly representative of God, speaking of human ability to reflect divine power, prophetically said to his disciples, speaking not for their day only, but for all time, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Our Heavenly Father, divine love, demands that all men should follow the example of our Master and his apostles, and not merely worship his personality. It is sad that the phrase divine service has come so generally to mean public worship instead of daily deeds. Like our Master, we must depart from material sense into the spiritual sense of being. Neither the origin, the character, nor the work of Jesus was generally understood. Not a single component part of his nature did the material world measure aright. Even his righteousness and purity did not hinder men from saying he is a glutton and a friend of the impure, and Beelzebub is his patron. Remember, thou Christian martyr, it is enough if thou art found worthy to unloose the sandals of thy master's feet. Truth's immortal idea is sweeping down the centuries, gathering beneath its wings the sick and sinning. My weary hope tries to realize that happy day when man shall recognize the science of Christ and love his neighbor as himself, when he shall realize God's omnipotence and the healing power of the divine love in what it has done and is doing for mankind. The promises will be fulfilled. The time for the reappearing of the divine healing is throughout all time, and whosoever layeth his earthly all on the altar of divine science 
drinketh of Christ's cup now, and is endued with the spirit and power of Christian healing. We will now have a moment of silent prayer for our world. Let's now sing hymn number 234. O Master, let me walk with thee in lowly paths of service free. Tell me thy secret. Help me to bear the strain of toil, the fret of care. Hymn number 234.
going to be hard to follow that one, but let's sing hymn number 264. Onward, Christian soldiers, marching as to war, with the cross of Jesus going on before. Christ, the royal master, leads against the foe. Forward into battle, see his banners go. Onward, Christian soldiers, marching as to war, with the cross of Jesus going on before. Hymn number 264.
I will read from the Christian Science textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being, and the correlative passages from 1 John, 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind, and its infinite manifestation, for God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore man is not material, he is spiritual. 1 John, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. First Timothy, they that have believing masters, let them not despise them, because they are brethren but rather do them service, because they are faithful and beloved, partakers of the benefit. Amen. <laughs>